This podcast is brought to you by J.C. Licht. With a heritage of 115 years of making it happen, J.C. Licht is your one-stop shop to turn your house into your dream home. Delivering the ultimate decorating experience with the world's highest quality paints from Benjamin Moore, Faro and Ball, and fine paints of Europe, just to name a few. Bring new life to your home with custom home decor, wallpaper, window treatments, and more all under one roof. Visit one of J.C. Licht's 19 design centers, which features the largest selection of wallpaper, paint, and decor throughout the Chicagoland area. J.C. Licht, where designers go to make it happen. Welcome, everybody, to Design District, an interior design podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan, with the River North Design District, Chicago's ultimate destination for interior design. And today we're at Dressner Design in Chicago's beautiful Gold Coast. And we're talking about everything kitchen design. Our special guests today are Emily Boyce, design rep at Terrazzo and Marble, Elliot Cohen, custom kitchen design associate at Apt, and Scott Dresner, president of Dresner Design and dubbed the king of kitchens by Modern Luxury. Welcome everyone, and thanks for joining us today. Very uh, excited to talk about kitchen design and pretty much everything that goes into designing and creating what a lot of people would call the heart of the home or, you know, any space. So um, to sort of get started and let our listeners get to know you a little bit more and your background, why don't we go around the table and why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your background, you know, some of the design that you, designs that you work on and um, yeah, let's, let's dive right in. So Emily, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, of course. Well, thanks for having me on. I'm super excited. Um, I am the design channel rep at Terrazzo Marble Supply. We're one of the largest exotic stone suppliers in the Midwest. Uh, I service the Chicago, Chicagoland area, the design community there. Um, Like I said, we're just one of the largest stone suppliers of exotic materials, and it's exciting to get to work on these type of projects with our Chicago designers. Awesome. And how about you, Elliot? Thank you for having me on. Pleasure to be here. Um, I am a uh, custom kitchen design associate at Apt Electronics and Appliances. We're out of Glenview, Illinois. We are a family-run business uh, that has been around for 87 years. and We are the largest single appliance dealer in the country, single store appliance dealer, excuse me, in the country. Um, that that would be in the world. In the world, sure. <laughs> um, I have uh, been with the company for 17 years awesome. and um, work with designers, builders, contractors, architects, basically everyone that has to have a say in the kitchen process. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, and uh, last but not least, the uh, king of kitchens. I almost got chills from you saying that. (laughs) (laughs) My name's Scott Dresner, and I've been in the kitchen industry since I've been 18. Uh, I have have a golden age this year, and um, I, uh, about 25 years ago, I got obsessed with Italian cabinetry, and I was one of the first people to bring inexpensive Italian cabinetry to America. Wow, that's great. Well, yeah. You know, sometimes you stumble on something <laughs> and it just happens. And yeah. here you are 20 years later and yeah. you're like, wow, I'm still doing that. Yeah. And Trailblazing. Yeah. We've gone through a lot with shipping prices going crazy through the pandemic. And, right. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a long trip. Uh, I couldn't do what I do. Without these two people in the room, though. Oh, you're so sweet, Scott. Well, <laughs> very nice of you. There, there's a lot of Saturday trips with Romeo, of course. Right. To 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 see Emily with clients, and I got to tell you, the clients absolutely adore Emily, and um, she gets you know great report cards from all my clients, and she really knows her stuff, and it really is convenient. Um, it, there's a lot of stone yards, but there's Nobody really has Emily that is really on top of it. And then I say this because I do kitchens all over the country. Actually, the world I've done it, but all over the country. And I have to deal with other appliance companies. The, the App family for 87 years. I mean, 
you should go to app. That's better than going to the KBiz. Okay. There's so much going on there. It's overwhelming. And I had clients come in from up North Michigan and met with Elliot. And that's all they talk about is how yeah. amazing he did. And not only him and not only the 300 trucks in the driveway, right. there's guys that come in and install your products the way they're meant to be installed. There's a lot of people that say they can do it, but there's no way they can do it because Apt does so much, right. so much yeah. more than anybody. I mean, Chicago's a big area, but there's also New York, and there are big dealers there, but they, they just don't yeah. compare. So these two make my job way easier. Way easier, absolutely, yeah. I mean, there's a, such a rich history, but level of expertise, obviously, at Apt, right, which... Um, I definitely want to dive more into that and pick your brain a little bit, Elliot. And um, let's not forget the most important member of the podcast here, our furry friend um, and your chief uh, cuteness officer, I guess. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> that was quick. Um, yeah, Ro Roman, right? <laughs> Romeo. Romeo. But Romeo. He's, he's a Roman. He's yeah. a Rome. He's, yeah, right. he's it all. Right. Yeah. So for our listeners, we have a, 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 the cutest uh, pup here joining us. And I'm sure he's got a wealth of kitchen design knowledge. I mean, you know. He, he's been in a lot of kitchens. Yeah. Let's put it that way. He's been yeah. to Apt. He's been to the, <laughs> the Stoneyard. He, he goes everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm curious to sort of start our podcast with such an incredibly open-ended question, but I think hopefully it sets the stage for um, some of the um, the uh, fun segues we can get into. But uh, I'm curious to pick your brain, uh, each of you, on what you think are sort of the most current must-haves in kitchen design. I say it time and time again. Uh, clients will come in like, oh, I'm looking for my stone. I'm like, who's your designer? Yeah. Who's your builder? Who's your architect? You need to start the kitchen design process with a designer, a builder, or an architect. Someone who is knowledgeable and can kind of guide you in sure. the right direction. Yeah. And in terms of like what you think, you know, are sort of must haves in stone or even like, I mean, I've seen your Instagram and you're always posting some of the most beautiful, incredible, ridiculous, like, you know, stones um, in y'all's uh, warehouse. What is sort of the must have right now in terms of like the different stone types? Definitely working like high end residential. Um, and it's funny that you asked me this. Architectural Digest just came out with um, a new article and they talked about statement stone. It's all about movement, color, mm -hmm. texture. It really is a feeling. I feel like stone right now should feel like art in your home. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I came in, um, about a month ago and I saw a stone that I think y'all called an orca yeah. stone mm -hmm. and it literally like the coloration looked like an orca. I mean, it was like Beautiful. It is phenomenal what Mother Mother Nature can do. Yeah. I mean, so how do y'all source some of these, like, ridiculously gorgeous stones? I mean... I don't think I mentioned, but we're pretty old. We're rolling yeah. up on um, a 60th birthday here. Oh, two of us. I <laughs> and it's really neat because since we're kind of one of the oldest exotic stone yards in especially the Chicago area, we've got ties to longtime family quarry owners. Um, sure. And we kind of get first refusal or first picks on some of the best blocks that come out of the quarries all around yeah. the world. Um, I'm sure we'll dive into that later yeah. in the podcast, but that's kind of what lets us have such a unique inventory. Yeah, so and there's selection. some exclusivity there, is what Definitely. it sounds like. Yeah. And what about you, Elliot? Like, what, you know, from your perspective, what are sort of some of the must haves, most recent must haves um, as you work with? You know, people like Emily, like Scott, designers um, in, you know, creating these homes or um, commercial properties. I think it's a statement piece of yeah. some kind. Uh, when it comes to appliances, uh, not just going with the old-fashioned cookie cutter, uh, not necessarily all stainless steel. Right. Uh, having, obviously, a large range would help, but also having a a hood that integrates into a structure of some kind, a canopy of some kind, whether that be some type of brass setup yeah, or yeah. stainless steel uh, setup uh, that is custom made uh, to be more exquisite, to be more large scale, uh, paneling, refrigeration, uh, so that it can kind of be more hidden into the kitchen 
and, and really be clean. So I think those are the appliances that kind of really benefit the overall design and look and beauty of a kitchen. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm curious to dive in a little bit more into like how you sort of help navigate the balance between a functional, functional appliances, but that are also beautiful um, pieces in, in, you know, in kitchens, right? Because I feel like, yeah. like even talking about ranges and, you know, double ranges and, you know, all the different types of ranges, ranges that you can in, import from overseas, like very craftsman, you know, chef's kitchen type of appliances. Like how do you navigate finding a great balance? And, but also like, how do you throw balance out the window and look at luxury and beauty, beauty, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm curious to jump a little bit more into, into that. That was a great yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like you see some of these kitchens that are like gorgeous, but then you also think about like, how did you get there? Because kitchens do serve a purpose, right? They are functional places in, in a space, in a home. So And so much of that just revolves around getting the right designer. I mean, someone like yeah, Scott 100% is agree with you. absolutely fantastic. It is his craft, but finding the right designer that will work with you, listen to you, and then also having someone that can take that plan, put it on paper, and then allow someone like myself to plug the right product into that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, last but not least, uh, Scott, what are you what are you thinking? What are you seeing? What is the the next or current big thing in in kitchens that you feel like are like must haves? My must haves. Hmm. Yeah. First of all, I think a must have is a real kitchen designer, not a cabinet salesman. Yeah. That's the first thing. Sure. Every time. I mean, look, a kitchen is a long process, kind of like having a baby. And <laughs> you know from it, experience. It, it, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a very <laughs> difficult process and customers after they've gone through it realize it, but it's it's just not that easy. Sure. And you know, that's my first thing. The next thing that I always think besides having a real kitchen designer or a builder that has, you know, design staff or whatever have you, is a realistic budget. Right. The world has changed so much, mm-hmm. and things have gone up so much, and things are starting to come down, you know, so you really got to have a realistic budget. I don't think that, you know, uh, I don't think you get a $30,000 kitchen from Home Depot anymore. Right. You know, of cabinets. It's just unbelievable. And you got to have... A vision of, you know, you've been to all your friends' houses and you look through magazines. You got to have a vision of what you like, and if you have a real kitchen designer, they kind of like pry out, you know, from extracting your ideas right. and putting it on paper and from pictures to paper. You know, um, if you have something you you know you saw or you have a magazine ad, it just helps. Right. And no, Dresner Design is not going to copy that. We're going to make our own rendition, but there's certain styles that are, you know, visible and uh, what people are excited about now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm curious, you know, you, you sort of brought up, um, you know, being mindful about budgets because kitchens are a big endeavor. It's a huge endeavor. And I think rightfully so, because again, it is such a such an important part of the home, part yeah. of the home right? So is having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but how do you how do you sort of like balance, or how do you approach balancing, um, you know, beauty and durability when you're approaching the the uh, you know the build out design of a kitchen, while still trying to be conscious about about budgetary constraints? And maybe you don't. Maybe it's one of those you know things that you. It depends on your client. Sure. You know, um, first of all, you you don't know what's in anybody's bank account. You don't know what they're thinking they want right. to spend. You know, some of my customers tell me my cabinet price is too much, and then they go over to Elliot and buy, you know, a $100,000 range. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right. uh, or $70,000 worth of stone. <laughs> yeah. But I want to pay less for you because you're just the cabinets. You know, right. um, it, it all depends. And if you have a designer that really runs the numbers, you know, you, you know what you're going to pay. You, you know what a realistic budget is because they're showing you. You picked out this stone, this stone cost X. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's not the best part of the kitchen. The best part is, is producing and designing and 
really getting excited about what you're going to have. And then when we leave, that's also another really great part. Yeah. Because now it is your kitchen. You dreamed about it and it's in your house. And, you know, it's uh, something that you're going to live with minimally, I would say, 15 years. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think that sometimes we, we when I say we, I, I think it's like, you know, people forget how incredibly important the uh, storage aspect is of a kitchen, right? Like we kind of think about the beauty and the design of it, but we sort of skim over how, you know, all of that is sort of, it's informed by functionality, right? And, you know, how storage can be built out to really serve the the homeowner. So I'm curious, like, are there any sort of like interesting solutions that you have seen um, when designing and building out these kitchens where you feel like, you have found some interesting compromises or solutions to create incredible storage, um, you know? I am very, design. very fortunate. I am. I work with this company named Stosa. They've been around probably 60 years. They're the second largest company in Italy, and they search for organizational things that come in the cabinets. Um, five years ago, they really didn't, but now... And especially for a European kitchen in Europe or Italy or, or Spain or somewhere, they send it all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, everybody has a small kitchen, and it's more like furniture in their house. And that's not how it is in America, and we have a lot more room. But since the Europeans have less room and smaller kitchens, right. they have to use every inch. So they've really come up in the last five years with the most organized systems in Europe. Uh, garbage cans, pull out towers. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Scott. I feel like I keep getting asked about like thin format stone sliding behind that range, just like spice rack holders oh, or, yeah, yeah. or things like that. Thank I, you, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's kind of the new thing. And you mentioned it earlier. Sometimes Americans are like a little bit behind the European okay. trends. We, we are behind. We okay. Kind of, yeah. I mean, the Navy Blue Kitchen, for anybody who's listening and you're planning on doing this. The trend is over. Is it? Is it? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I get feel like Navy, I've seen Navy that. so okay. much in kitchens lately. Okay. I understand. But yeah. now let's talk about who we are as American. Sure. By the way, there is still burgundy cherry kitchens being sold That's every day. That's very true. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. we don't really know. Yeah. The fashion trends, the furniture trends, the cabinet trends start mm -hmm. not in America. It starts in Europe. So I have a black kitchen. I had a black kitchen in 1997, too. But that was the last time we did it in America. They go through time periods. A blue right. kitchen to a European person is typical. A lot of them have sure. blue and red kitchens because they it's their furniture. So right. they don't really think much about a blue kitchen. But it came here, and we're going to do navy blue cabinets. Well, a trend in America lasts a couple years, and then it's gone. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I have brushed gold hardware on my new house. And I am told my wife that this brushed gold hardware is going to go out pretty quick because I've seen brass five times be popular. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, neutral tones are like everywhere in kitchens. It's, it's safe, right? But in reality, like when you look, like you said, when you look at kitchens um, abroad, it's all about the color. It's all about that, you, you know, a statement. Yeah. And I, I can say that in appliances right now, color is all the rage. Is I it? know. I was going to uh, say, I think I just saw a range from you guys, like, in a bright, like, teal blue. And I loved it. I mean, there's this company called Blue Star where you can get any yeah. single color you want I love on their that. product. I think it's That's really awesome. pretty. That, that makes my kitchen sing if you have a customer yeah. that has balls like I that. Know. Yeah. And, it, and it's... Absolutely fantastic as far as having something that differentiates you from right. everybody else. Um, I mean, uh, just to be upfront, I'm going through a kitchen renovation process right now with Scott and with Emily's help. Uh -huh. uh, and <laughs> He's telling everybody I suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, you know, and, and going with cabinetry, uh, Stosa cabinets, I'm not yeah. just going with shaker cabinets that right. we you know, see all over the place. So. His it, kitchen's going to be in a magazine. It's big. It's incredible. It's cool colors. Yeah. I mean, it's going to photograph amazingly. And I, I 
I really hope so. Yeah. <laughs> he, he hasn't picked out the stone from Emily yet. That's right around the corner. That we'll will get come. there. It'll be amazing. But I just think that having color, having something unique, it really sings now. And that's really what more people are trending towards. Absolutely. I mean, I'm looking. So I just pulled up um, that specific range. It, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the finishes brass with blue. And I mean, it looks great. You can get whatever you want on yeah. that range. I mean, it is so unique in so many levels. I kind of like the name. It reminds me of Wall Street, uh, Wall Street that movie. <laughs> Bud, whatever, likes Blue Star yeah. Airlines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And look, there's nothing wrong with Viking and Wolf and all the big American ones. But unfortunately, it's probably, and I'm speaking because I don't know, probably less money and cooler right. than what we're making. Right. Is it less than Wolf? Blue Star is actually more than Wolf when you get down to the customization angle. But it, they also make your your plain Jane stainless steel, too. Right. So those will be a little bit less than where Wolf comes right. in. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's like it's, a, it's an investment, again, in one of the parts of the home that is just, like, the most visited, used, um, you know, the kitchen. So Especially if uh, it's a family that likes yeah. to cook. In, in Chicago here, we have a lot of Europeans that live here. And I got to tell you, they don't want to go out. They enjoy their time in the kitchen. Right. And they really know how to beat the crap out of them because they use them so much. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And Emily, you know, I mean, feel free to share some insider knowledge on these exclusive stones. But what have you, what are you seeing in terms of like trends in stones um, and, you know, what y'all are sourcing? Yeah. So I feel like we are constantly asked for color, movement exotic materials um right now we're really leaning into like french quarried stones anything with a lot of um purples blues we love jewel tones right now um i don't know if you're familiar with calcutta vaguely calcutta yeah 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 yeah. it was super sought after the quarry was kind of running dry we were getting a few pictures of some blocks i think it almost took like two years to find something that kind of met our standards and now it's in stock and it is just flying out of our warehouse so it's kind of a mix we're getting a lot of color but also those beautiful traditional stones that you're seeing in like old world italy what's the price group of that new calcutta know it's in luxury scott yeah Mm -mm -mm. that's the one i like (laughs) i know i was gonna say all of our designers it's it's hard when you've got good taste you're always hanging out in the level 10s luxuries absolutely those stones are never going to go out of style no they're timeless pieces and you see them all all the time in european homes they make their resurgence and you see them that are 100 years old the same stone yeah yeah so i you know this might just be me noticing this but are you seeing more uh, backlit stones like onyx and that sort of use in kitchens. I'm seeing a lot of like, I mean, not a lot. I'm seeing it in like bar aspects, uh-huh. um, kind of like groovy, funky areas. Sure. Sometimes I'll see it in a bathroom. I feel like people are leaning towards more of this. Um, we call it like a honed or a satin finish on um, on marbles, quartzites, but it brings kind of like a luxurious leathered yeah, matte yeah. finish. Well, yes. And, and I think people are straying away from that, like, high-gloss, polished, refined finish. Um, I don't know, Scott. What do you think? I feel like that's what we do most of the time. Um, I think that anything that says Calcutta in front of it is <laughs> the directions that I want to go. You and me both. Look at, I, I believe that white marble is the most timeless stone. Now, that could be Calcutta. That could be um, Carrera. That could be... Any one of those fantastic stones that TNM has, um, that's what I sell to my super high-end kitchens is that, and I do own it myself. Now, mind you, it, 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 you need to seal it and take care of it because it's not as durable as granite or a dolomite, sure. but... Uh, if you take care of it and polish it up once a year, all the stains and everything goes away, and it's it's real easy to fix, too. I know we get into some rough waters when you tell people about, like, the life of marble. 
you got to be okay with it, like, weathering with you, though. Well, I it's like a good pair of blue know. jeans. I agree. I feel like you just have to embrace it. And Look the people at, are getting Marvel are, you know, character. loving to live with it. Yeah. yeah. The, and they're afraid in the beginning. But it takes a certain person to have yes. white marble or stainless steel countertops. Because the first time you put your coffee cup down, you're going to scratch it, and it's going to freak you out. Mm-hmm. If you start up and say, I'm okay with the scratches, and scratches are life, and really it's not a scratch, it's a scuff. And if I wanted to polish it out, I could, but that more worn look that marble creates or, you know, stainless steel or zinc or any of these really cool surfaces, um, they're going to weather and they're going to feel like old blue jeans, and that's, that's really the best look. Think about the Spanish steps. They should probably be torn out because people have walked on them for so many years, they're round. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, but, and what are they? They're Carrera. They're white marble. They've been there. I can't tell you how long. I can tell you how long the Duomo took to build it, but I can't tell you that <laughs> one. Yeah. And I don't even know if the Duomo is made out of white marble, but if it was, it was yeah. 675 years to build yeah, that church. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's setting expectations. Like, you do a great job when we come in. I feel like I barely even have to do my job when you come in, but you let them know uh, that Emily, they're this tired, is what they're you They're tired of hearing me talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay? You're a new voice. You're a new opinion. You're not shoving your design objective down their throat. (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Terrazzo and Marble Supply. Terrazzo and Marble Supply is a leading supplier of natural stone, custom epoxy terrazzo, and resinous flooring. As the largest stone supplier in the Midwest, with locations in Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Michigan, they proudly serve the architectural and design community as well as homeowners, fabricators, and flooring contractors. TNM has built strong relationships with quarry owners around the world, which ensures access to some of the most exclusive stone available. Their clients can approach every project with confidence, knowing TNM is committed to world-class customer service with 75 years of industry knowledge. Visit tmsupply.com to view their exclusive collections. I'm curious, like, is there what's the most unusual style of kitchen that y'all have worked on? Because it sounds like y'all have worked across just a range of everything. So when we're talking about like high impact color luxury versus just like, I mean, like how many appliances have you had a crane in or helicopter in? Like uh, quite so a many. bit on that <laughs> in Chicago. Yeah. It yeah. like doesn't phase me anymore. <laughs> yeah. If you want a built in refrigerator and you're on the fourth floor of a walk up building, yeah. Yeah, good oh, luck. Oh, yeah. yeah 100%. Uh, we had a helicopter stone are you serious? to a project, 36th floor. Wow. I mean, it was iceberg on the floors, on the walls, That's ceiling. Crazy. It was crazy. How does that even? How does that process? Do you just have? Do you have to contact the FAA? No. To get like, you call the helicopter <laughs> company. They tell you it's an extra twenty grand. You say, "Come and pick up the stone." <laughs> Definitely crazy. has to be pre-cut. It's got to be measured out, weighted. It, it's a did, very strenuous. Did Voitech process. do that one? Can't say. Oh, I'm sorry. What's the biggest <laughs> type of like? What's the biggest size of like island, like stone island that y'all have done? Oh, like so are, are we talking like fifty feet? So it's crazy, and and you know this, Scott. Stone, there's like weight restraints, lengths, especially when it's like getting manufactured. I'd say like the largest stone is like anywhere from 10 to 12 foot. Um, They don't make them much larger than that because, hey, how are you supposed to get it on the truck or the the vessel across, across the sea to get it here? And then you come into like the dicey aspect of like, how do we bring it in someone's home? And yeah. that's kind of really like book matching. Yeah. That butterfly effect takes in a place, but we've craned in some uh, pretty large islands. Yeah, uh, I'm going way back. I did the state of Michigan. Did you? Yes. <laughs> like the, the entire state? The Mitten Island. Oh, wow. Swear to God. Dr. <laughs> Bernstein, may you rest in peace. Thank you for the Mitten Island. Seriously. <laughs> the whole island. It was a mitten, and it was 10 feet long by five feet wide, like wow. a big mitten in the middle of their room. Uh, by the way, Emily, my Highland Up Park project, I have a five by 16 foot long island with, with Parson legs. Ooh, now, yes, there is, is a seam. I was going to say, I'm like. But, but but it was a big one. So, you know, if you say big Oh, islands, yeah. Definitely. You can definitely put things together because of our uh, fabricators in Chicago yeah. happen to be excellent. Yeah. What do you think about seams in the island? I, I personally have I like it. I don't mind if that's kind of like the length and, and the size you're going for. These islands are getting pretty large. <laughs> uh, look, bigger is always better. 
And, for islands. Yeah. And sure. um, I have seams a lot, and I would prefer not. Um, my house in Florida, uh, this time I, I got no seam. <laughs> but many houses before, I, I had seams because I, you know, had no choice. Yeah. And how do you, like, when you're talking about seams and sort of the design around, like, a range, how do you make it look as bespoke and built in so that it doesn't you know what i mean so that it doesn't feel like it's sort of like worked around the appliance it's almost like a part of it it's all about planning properly at that sure. point i mean you just have to be spot on with yeah. your dimensions yep. I mean, you cannot oh, have yeah. someone who Measure doesn't three know what they're doing and the it, tape measure is not made for measuring. There's digital measuring systems sure. mm-hmm. with computers that yeah. draw exactly from every square I mean, inch. I mean, the fabricator's it is. laser measuring is amazing. It's amazing. They, so they take that and they just send it to the shop. And then the most important thing that they both missed is that ask your supply, not your supplier, your fabricator, can I see my stone in pictures with it? How you're going to take the pieces out? Right. Because I want to make sure. Sure that it the layout looks great yeah that makes that makes sense i mean the the robots are taking over let's face it you know they build my cabinets i'm fine with Didn't that they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. precision two, precision two, yes 250 kitchens a day <laughs> yeah. and there's 10 guys running the largest factory in europe absolutely yeah um elliot I, i'm also curious to pick your brain a little bit more too on um you know i i think we've We've probably all heard a little bit of a debate on the gas range versus induction or electric. Like, what are y'all seeing in terms of, you know, shifts in the marketplace or how people are shopping for ranges? Um, well, Chicagoland's a, a gas market. Still. Is it? So, you know, here where we are, we're in that that area of the country where people are going to want to buy more gas products for, right. for cooking. Um, it has certainly... Uh, increased a little bit of the the demand overall for electric, right. m- mainly induction, which yeah. um, is a real great way to cook. Um, has some pros, has some cons. Uh, I think that uh, that the gas stove top of some kind is though is still primarily in demand. I think people like the being able to see a flame, have that idea of. Right. of controllability of what it is they're cooking so i still think that that's for the time being at least right still going to be the way to go for most yeah are there any um you know i'm not as familiar with like induction so can you explain maybe a little bit more about how the induction ranges work versus the gas ones yeah so induction is essentially magnetics so the cookware on an induction surface has to be able to conduct some type of magnetic transfer of power it's not just going to work like electric which is radiant heat and going to get the stovetop hot so the real nice benefit to it is essentially the um, ability to turn it on and have no heat have no issue with safety Uh, You can essentially put your pot or pan on the surface, put whatever it is you're trying to cook in there, and it's really going to be pretty instantaneous with heat. Um, It really is like a fascinating process. It's quite interesting. I like when they they put paper in between. Yeah, I mean. And it it, doesn't start on fire. So it doesn't, like if you were to touch it with your hand. It wouldn't burn you, in essence. I mean, as long as you like don't have a pacemaker or anything, it sure. won't be affected by it. But, gotcha. Um, other than that, it it's not going to burn you. Um, obviously, it may not be a good idea to put your hand there right after you've been <laughs> right. cooking on it. You'll feel that residual heat. <laughs> yeah. That will not be very good for you. Right. But it, it, it is a pretty fascinating process. Um, I think it does require a bit of an adjustment of thinking and it does require a bit of adjustment in the way people prep and cook. Right. Yeah. So I feel like I'm seeing it more and people are on this like double island trend. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like the prep island right. and then you have like the entertaining island. The hangout and, island. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's where I feel like I see so much um, induction being done there, um, whether it be 
like keeping things warm or you are using it to cook or, or heat mm-hmm. up something. It's really, it's really interesting because we're seeing it a lot now uh, with, we were doing tons of porcelain, but natural stone is really picking up. Are you seeing more of a request for flush installation on this with yes. your installers? Yes. What, I feel like people are flush? loving this flush look. I, yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah, it's it's something we show in our like, showroom. Should we ask the designer? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something we show in our showroom, and uh, it, it certainly is highly requested nowadays. It and looks so sleek. Yeah, it, it's very clean. You can do it real nicely with induction because you won't have the grate sticking mm-hmm. up or anything like that. Yeah. But Wolf makes a great... Uh, very contemporary piece, I would say, uh, where you can have a flush install gas cooktop. Yeah, uh, I love that look. And have knobs on the front uh-huh. of the cabinets, and it's really clean and it's really yeah. pretty. I we're, yeah. we're doing that more. You are, yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. European trend, Scott. Yeah. Uh, from an American <laughs> stove. <laughs> I like... Originally, it was a, a, a European trend. Gaganau did it for years. Oh, wow. And probably it Mila did so it, sleek. too. It looks so sleek. I love it. And then they kind of quit, right? They don't do that anymore? Gaganau and Mila? Oh, they do. But, but you barely Not sell Not so it. much Mila, but, and, and we don't get a whole lot of requests for it. But, yeah, you the, get the a wolf, lot with The wolf Gaganau. has turned it around again, I think. Yeah. yeah. Is, the, is the price point comparable to gas? Or is it... For induction? I mean, yeah. No, I mean, it, it is a little bit more sure. to go with an induction. Though, I mean... Not at the high end level. There are some right. very modestly priced induction cooking these days. So okay. you don't have to blow your budget to get an induction top. Uh, but I mean, the coolest induction tops are these Freedom tops that right. Thermador and Gaganau make, where you can put your pots and pans anywhere you want on the surface. It's a really sleek. Yeah. You can flush install it. Um, it's it's a really nice way to yeah. go for people. I can see how an induction. Uh, range would be great for entertaining if the time to heat is much lower than because gas takes a little bit longer to get essentially like you know your cookware to heat but i can see how that there would be a benefit there yeah it's not going to be for everyone but there is certainly a benefit for people who are coming home and have three children and they all want to you know their mac and right. cheese, and you need to boil that water pretty quickly yeah yeah you know yeah the other thing it's a benefit is is uh I think water tower place here in Chicago. Do you know they don't have gas? Oh no, kidding! Oh, yeah, they don't have gas. Yeah, so there's huh. a lot of, and by the way, that's like the most New York style building we sure. have here. Yeah, um, yeah, they don't have gas, so of course there's induction cooktops that right. really made it more popular because of our city. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I don't know. I think there's 500 units at water tower, 300 units. Wow. I also want to say there is. Uh, a, a way to get the best of both worlds as right. long as you're willing to spend for it. Um, sure. La Cornu, for example, they'll have uh, six-figure ranges. That's right. Six-figure ranges with um, the ability to have gas and induction on the same stove. Wow. And a griddle. And you can customize this kind of as you want to. So it yeah. can get pretty fascinating. Absolutely. Does that work on propane too? Because it's European and they, they take <laughs> propane tanks. They sell these cabinets that they go into and I'm like, dude, I'm never gonna use that. I, I am sure they can. Scott <laughs> wants to move to Europe, basically yeah. is all I'm hearing. So when are you moving? <laughs> can you take us with you? I'm Please. sorry, I'm skipping Italy and I'm going to Boca Raton. <laughs> I don't mind going there either. Yeah, Boca's <laughs> low-key kind of awesome. Um, speaking of which, like what, Scott, what's your process for designing like layouts for kitchens? Like, what it, where's this, what does the starting point look like for you? Mm, I guess we, we didn't read my, my, my profile or my bio. No, um, <laughs> the process is I go and measure it. Sure. Every kitchen I've ever designed, I felt this way. Yeah. What if this house was mine? Right. What can I do that's different? What can I make that no one would expect? You know, um, and the, uh, of course, I'm sitting there and listening to the clients. And <clears throat> as they're my clients, I, I don't even care about the appliances because I just send them to Elliot. Right. I mean, I care about the sizes, but m- most dishwashers are 24 inches in the world. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, you know, the microwave drawer is 24 inches. And, you know, there's 36 or 48 inch range. Right. And everybody makes them those sizes. So Elliot really helps with that part. Um because of my age, I've learned something. 
you can't be an expert on everything, but you can be an expert on everything if you have a lot of experts around you. Right, sure. So, that makes sense. Yeah, I know, but people don't think that simple sometimes. And for me to go to see both of these guys in their you know studios or their stores um, with my clients, everybody is always impressed with that. And it, those pieces are taken away from me. Um, some clients don't want to go look at the stone yard. I'll go to Ellie, uh, Emily and say, hey, give me three samples of white marble and let's take three pictures right. and show my client they don't want to come. And they may say, I want the middle one. And it's just that easy. Yeah. You know, yeah. But other people are really, the stone is the art of the kitchen right now. And um, they really want to see it in its natural form in this beautiful warehouse and look, it brings like an emotional feeling. I feel oh, like totally. it, it. It's the baby's I get emotional sometimes. It's the baby's heartbeat. It is. You 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 are grasping <laughs> on. Holy moly! I'm picking out my tops. This is going to happen as long as the container comes in on time. Yeah, I mean there is something magical about being there, seeing the stone, and picking out that beautiful piece. It's it's almost like one of the. The you know it takes the most visual real estate in your kitchen. I agree. So, so going to Emily's is a lot easier than going to Elliot. If I send a client in from Elliot, even a client that didn't live in Chicago and moved here, and now that we're doing mm. their kitchen, if I just send them to App and they know what it is because it's everywhere and there's like literally trucks everywhere, sure. um, they get discouraged a little. There's yeah. too much to look at. There's you know, options. Yes. And when you send him to Elliot, he comes right in. They meet each other. You could walk past the fountain and look saying, that is the craziest thing I've ever seen in an appliance store. Yeah. You know, and he takes you to the right areas. He knows the sizes because we discussed it beforehand. And he gives them options and he tells them everything about these ovens. I mean, I can barely use my oven. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and I got a pretty complex one. But, you know, it. It's it, they're really a lot to know sure. now, and people who really enjoy to cook, you know, really enjoy going to apt appliance. Yeah, are there any uh, materials or hardware or things that lately you've just really enjoyed using in your uh, in your kitchens? Um. Okay, what are we supposed to talk about the breakthroughs in the cabinetry business? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, yeah, hey, you're ready for this one. <laughs> it, it's been a, two years now. The touch latch. Yeah. The touch latch has gotten so much better. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They've even changed the name. It's called a push-pull. Nobody knows that here in America, but when you order in Europe, that's what it's called. Um, Look, we're in a trend uh, that people don't want handles. They want coves. And there's certain places that Stosa wants you to do vertical coves and horizontal coves. And I'm only a, a one-cove kind of guy. I can only go one way or the other, <laughs> and that's just kind of how I feel. Um, I like the cove going horizontally. So if there's, you know, six pantries around it, well, how are you going to open them up? You're not going to introduce yeah. handles. Yeah. So you have to use this push-pull. Push pull. Yeah. And before, when it was made in America, um, it was good. It was noisy. It was kind Some of like stick. a... It's a piece of crap that, yeah. you know, looked like a piece of crap. And this new touch latch is really like re-engineered and yeah. really looks sturdy. And you have no mounting. You just drill a hole and put it in the hole, and it works amazingly. If it ever goes bad, you just pop it out, and you take a yeah. pliers and pull it right out of the hole. Gives it such a clean finish, too. Beautiful yeah, clean finish. The touch latch, I will say this in Elliot's arena, and it's now been how many years since the microwave drawer from Sharp? Seven? Uh, no, it's been much longer, actually. It's been actually almost double that. Since really? The okay, so uh, look, at, there's certain appliances in our kitchen that are just hideous, okay? The microwave, mm, mm-hmm. you know, for probably 25 years of my, my career, you know, they get, sent you this little trim kit with all these parts and pieces that you had to put together, and when you put it all together... It looked like an American made it. There wasn't anything <laughs> flush about it. It didn't really look good. Yeah. And ugly lines. Ugly lines, yeah. And, you know, the other thing that we used to do is put it in the island, and you just cut a hole in a frame, and you just shove it shove in it there. In. Yep. Yeah, and this is just... And then run into it with your I knees. I hate to say it. Yes, it's, <laughs> it, it feels like American planning. Um, you know, the Europeans would never allow that stuff to go on. Not that they've ever had microwaves. 
I mean, yeah. you know, they, they're just now in homes getting dishwashers. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's, it, it's something that's important to know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Emily, I, I'm curious, are there any specific styles of stones that you would recommend or, you know, or look at for outdoor kitchens? Like what works best for an outdoor kitchen? Because it's kind of a, a different, you know, experience there, right? Mm-hmm. Being out in the elements. Like how do stones react to that? Scott tipped in on this a little bit and just how kind of knowledgeable, not only only myself, but just TNM is as an industry or, or business. Um, we really like to handhold our clients as they go through the process and explaining everything in fine detail. I think, and if you, you've been in our warehouse, mm-hmm. everything's labeled. Yeah. Um, we like to classify things in groups. Because it really is hard. How do you classify Mother Nature to a T? How do you put all these things into one box and say, sure. this is for indoor, this is for outdoor, this will etch, this won't etch? Because it, it, it's natural material. You don't really know how it's going to react. So yeah. you try and classify it as best as possible. Sure. I really take this hand-holding seriously. So when I <laughs> bring in a client, I like to say, okay, tell me about your project. We're going to do exterior um, are you looking for a natural organic look? Are you looking for something a little more industrial, like a concrete look? Because we do offer kind of two different styles. We actually carry a um, bio UV or, or green product called Duresco. It's a Belgian mm-hmm. quartz line, and it's for um, interior and exterior use. So I like to offer oh, okay. that as yeah. an option for people. Definitely has more of that concrete um, industrial look. It right. is nice, too, that it is a green product, and it, it actually fades very nicely. We we really go in-depth about educating people. We even have, like, a fade chart on how, how oh, it weathers wow. outside. Um, and to turn, we also have our natural stones that we specify for exteriors, and we kind of give them, like, a grading scale on how they weather outside. Yeah. So, again, it, it just kind of comes down to being technical and walking your clients through. I... I like to, you know, like over deliver my knowledge to them so they're not um, questioning anything when it gets installed. Yeah, it's obvious to all the clients that you do. Oh, thanks, Scott. (laughs) They all adore you, all of them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in in your, um, like you were saying, y'all's stone yard is very, it's very interesting to walk around it because you have like different sections for the different like yeah. style, styles of stone. I don't know it's, if you've been in another stone yard before, but I feel like sometimes they lump everything together. And yeah. as you go through, you're like, what is this? What is this? And it's so important to explain to clients like what they're going to get, what their money yeah. is going to buy them. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I think we're, we're, we're sort of coming to a close and I'm curious. It's uh, you know, it's the beginning. It's our first episode for, for the new year for 2023. So I'd love to get your your one thing that you think is the the next cool thing or the next trend um, for the year in kitchen design. We'll we'll sort of go around the table. Oh, who's doing it? Elliot, you go first. Oh, <laughs> okay. It's not ladies first this time. <laughs> um, I kind of touched on it earlier, but I think. Um, it's, it's kind of a continuing trend. It's picked up. I think it's going to continue to go. And it's going to be to put more color in appliances. Um, we've come to this point now where we assume stainless steel needs to be the, the color mm-hmm. on every appliance. And, you know, in the 90s, it was not the case. It right. was white appliances in a lot of places, black appliances in a lot of places. We've moved to stainless, and now I think we're moving maybe away from stainless in some ways. Uh, Paneling uh, appliances that are not cooking, like dishwashers and refrigerators, but also um, on the cooking products, ovens on the wall. Um, Just getting something other than stainless, I think, is a continual trend because it really does enhance the kitchen design. Yeah, absolutely. So color color is is a big thing in appliances, which... Again, by the looks of that range that you were talking about earlier, I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty pretty sick, pretty right? Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. What about you, Emily? I think natural stone is on its come up. People have always yeah. loved natural stone, but I think I'm seeing it. 
people are embracing it more and they're not just using it for countertops. I think it's becoming like hidden spice drawers and, you know, custom furniture pieces within the kitchen, whether that be like dining room tables or a stone built island. I think it's people are embracing the luxury and art aspect of natural stone because it is such a big focal point. Yeah, absolutely. Scott? Um, What's your hot take for 2023 kitchens? Hmm. I think... No pressure. No, I had something thought. (laughs) I thought of something, and then I listened to Emily, and it's gone. (laughs) Sorry, I have nothing. Um, The trend this year, I think, is, is... or what I think that I, I like to see yeah. more of, and I do see it in the trends in uh, KBiz and whatever have you, is better organization for the drawers. Yeah. Um, in our company, in our custom company, uh, DeAngelis, we literally modify the drawers on site. So they send all these little dividers and we can just adjust everything right there. And if a customer wants an extra silverware tray, you could just make it there. Um, I, I think that that's a really big trend because I think that right now I think there's a lot of people with smaller houses, yeah. smaller kitchens that were built in the 90s that they need to be replaced. And I think uh, that really the organization of those the, the, their kitchen is the best part that's about to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you have it. Color and appliances, natural stone, and better organization uh, design and kitchen. So I want to thank um, our guest today, uh, Emily Boise, with uh, d- who's a designer up at Terrazzo and Marble, Elliot Cohen, uh, a custom kitchen design associate at Apt, and Scott Dressner, president of Dressner Design and the uh, king of kitchens. So I'd love to um, hear how our listeners can stay connected to y'all, you know, follow you on social media, your website, et cetera. So why don't we go around the table and uh, you kick us off, Emily. Yeah, you can definitely follow me on Instagram. It's emily.boyce.tms. Or you can check out our stone inventory on tmsupply.com. Uh, you can reach me by email, Elliot Cohen, ecohen at apt.com. You can also go onto the store's Facebook page, very detailed and great looks at the interior of the building from there. Uh, Scott Dresner. Um, DresnerDesign.com is our webpage. Uh, it's really great, and I love it. Uh, Jill, my friend, made it, and I'm really proud of it. And um, at Scott Dresner and at Dresner Design. Awesome. Well, this has been Design District. Design District is brought to you by J.C. Licht. With a heritage of 115 years of making it happen, J.C. Licht is your one-stop shop to turn your house into a dream home, delivering the ultimate decorating experience with the world's highest quality paints from Benjamin Moore, Farrow and Ball, and fine paints of Europe, just to name a few. Bring new life to your home with custom home decor, wallpaper, window treatments, and more, all under one roof. Visit one of J.C. Lick's 19 design centers, which features the largest selection of wallpaper, paint, and decor throughout the Chicagoland area. J.C. Licht, where designers go to make it happen.